Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. For years, there's been a lot of nuclear waste, about 85,000 metric tons, sitting at power plants across the country. And the big question has always been, where should we put all this hazardous material? Previous administrations tried to come up with an answer, but didn't have any success. Now on Tuesday, the Biden administration started its own search for a temporary storage site along with a permanent federal facility. Today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino on the Biden administration's efforts to find a safe place to keep the nation's nuclear waste. It's Wednesday, December 1st. So Kelsey, the Department of Energy said Tuesday it's looking for input about where it should temporarily store nuclear waste while the government looks to build a more permanent storage facility. Immediately, I'm wondering what are the options that have already been looked at by previous administrations? Yeah, so Congress in 1987 designated a permanent spot for a U.S. repository of spent fuel in Nevada at Yucca Mountain. So this has been something that was during the Reagan era, and it was an issue that taxpayers ultimately spent billions of dollars developing this site. But when it came to the Obama administration, President Obama basically froze that plan because of opposition that we have saw in the state from political leaders as well as regional and local leaders. That kind of underscores the challenge that a lot of presidential administrations have seen Obama ultimately ended funding for Yucca Mountain and started a commission to look at other options. It eventually launched a consent-based approach. The Trump administration, interestingly, when it first came in, it sought to restart funding for Yucca Mountain and did so in its budget request to Congress. And then the Trump administration in 2020, notably an election year, reverted course on that and said he would find innovative approaches to nuclear waste storage. So you mentioned a consent-based approach. That's DOE official language. What does it mean exactly? So a consent-based approach is essentially ensuring that state and local officials are on board in identifying nuclear waste disposal sites and bringing them into the fold and having their feedback and, and their thoughts in this process so that the federal government is not just imposing these sites on communities that don't necessarily want to house this fuel in the long term. Got it. So what is the Biden administration considering politically? And why don't they just go forward with the permanent repository at Yucca Mountain in Nevada? Yeah. So I think the big challenge here for the Biden administration is that this is an issue that has been complex for previous administrations. It's one that crucial states have come out against this idea. We've already seen opposition to private entities seeking to put interim storage facilities in New Mexico, in Texas, in Nevada. This has been something that the state officials have opposed. And I think the Biden administration in pursuing this consent-based approach is really hoping that they can identify sites that are open to this and that they'll do so in a way that won't have the same political blowback that we've seen. So like you mentioned, cities and states aren't exactly lining up to store nuclear waste. Are there any sort of incentives for them that the Biden administration is pointing to? Yeah, so the administration emphasized the role that this could potentially have 
for states in terms of job creation and infrastructure and investments in the communities themselves. I think it remains to be seen what exactly state officials will seek to get out of this, but it's a common refrain that we've seen from the Biden administration in their push for offshore wind. I mean, it's just, this is something that I think, again, they think that this can spur job growth and and can be done in an equitable way that communities can be supportive of. Got it. So you were on a call with a DOE official about all of this yesterday. What were your takeaways and how does all of this fit into Biden's broader energy and climate plans? Yeah. So I think that's a really important point. The Biden administration has sought to have carbon pollution-free power by 2035 and a net zero emissions economy by 2050. And to do that, nuclear energy is going to have to play a pretty crucial role. The administration has said that repeatedly. And I think what we heard in this call with DOE on Tuesday was this emphasis that in order to achieve those goals, the issue of spent nuclear fuel is going to have to be managed for the long-term future of clean power. In the bipartisan infrastructure bill that passed recently, in the budget reconciliation bill that is currently being negotiated, nuclear power, zero emissions nuclear power production is being emphasized and helping nuclear reactors have a long-term future is something that the administration has put an emphasis on. And I think they're acknowledging that in order to achieve those goals, this issue of nuclear waste needs to be managed. Also, the National Defense Authorization Act did not pass the Senate on Monday. One reason? The Russia to Germany natural gas line, also known as the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. See, a handful of Republicans didn't pass the defense bill because it didn't include amendments that would impose stronger sanctions on that pipeline. Earlier this year, the White House waived sanctions on the pipeline in an effort to preserve the U.S.-Germany relationship and transatlantic unity. Moving forward, the failed vote means senators will need to work out their issues to advance the defense bill, but it's not immediately clear what that compromise might be. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels, because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.